Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bill Kasky Podcast. A special episode today. I'm going to be interviewing an author named Chris Kelso. He wrote a book on the imposter syndrome and we talk a lot about that concept. If you are in a place in your life where you're trying to get to that next level, but it seems like you sometimes have one foot on the accelerator and one foot on the brake, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Once again, our guest today is Chris Kelso. Enjoy the interview. We're speaking today with our guest, Chris Kelso, and you can find out more about Chris at chriskelso.com. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thank you, Bill. Glad to be here. I want to do a little one-minute lead-in since I'm one who likes to talk, and so I want to do a little lead-in for this and, and why I've invited you on. You know, over the last few years, as I've introduced the Bill Kasky podcast to our audience, I believe it's important to speak about things that that revolve around sales achievement, sales success, and business success, but aren't tactical and technical. And here's how to ask the question. And here's what font to use on your email. I feel like those are very tactical things, not unimportant, but I want to get into, and that's the reason I invited you on to be a guest is I want to get into some of the backstage stuff, some of the innermost stuff that sometimes holds us back. I think when we think about what propels us forward and what holds us back, uh, certain things we can do to propel us forward, but they propel us forward just marginally. If we start looking at some of the things that hold us back, like imposters, the, the overcoming the imposter, which is the title of your book, I think that's when we can make enormous strides. So uh, as that is a background, uh, welcome to the show, and I, I'm glad you're here. And what what f- initial thoughts do you have about what I just said? Does anything strike you or was that just a bunch of babble? <laughs> no, I think I think you're right on is that, you know, you have to marry skills with mindset. You have to blend the tactics and techniques. You have to, you know, you have to get the mechanics right, but you also have to deal with your thinking. You have to deal with the way you see yourself. You have to have the right mindset. And what I like to say is you need to marry those skills with confidence. You can have all the skills in the world, and if you're afraid to pick up the phone or go approach that person across the room or have the conversation, then those skills are going to be wasted. And so I think both are, are very important, and you got to put them together. So let's go back into your past for just a minute or two. I want to give people some context. I want to hear this story. How did you get to where you are? You're on stages all over the place. You've authored a book or two. Uh, you're a thought leader in this area. How, how did you get here? Give us a couple minutes on your background. Well, I, uh, I had a, I've had a twisty, turny career that has really been driven by my curiosity and interests. And the short version is I had a short stint in the music industry, and then I was in technology for a lot of years. I was a software developer, did a lot in healthcare. And then one day I decided to 
leave my job, venture out and start my own business. And one of the reasons that is significant is that I had no business education whatsoever. Uh, I didn't even have a college degree. I never went to college. And so I literally went to a a big bookstore. Remember bookstores? We used to have those around. (laughs) I I went to a bookstore and I bought a stack of books covering whatever I thought I needed to know to run a business. Uh, marketing, sales, contracting, how to scope a consulting engagement, because that's the kind of business I was starting. And I just started reading and I got to work. And whatever I needed, felt like I needed to know, I just figured out a way to learn it, often in real time. And so now I've been 17 years an entrepreneur. I've run several businesses that I've grown and and uh, that I've founded and, and grown. And you know, during those early years, especially, but throughout my career, I I often struggled with this internal voice, this inner critic that would tell me that my success wasn't real or that I had just been lucky or that there was something that I should know that I didn't know that at some point was going to come up and it was going to be my undoing and it was going to expose me as the fraud <laughs> fraud I was, Right. <laughs> And of course, now I know that that is a thing that psychologists have identified and they call it imposter syndrome when you worry that 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 you may not be what everyone thinks you are. And uh, when I learned about that for the first time, it was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders to realize that, oh, wait a minute, this this is a thing. And I'm not the only one because that's another part of imposter syndrome is you feel like you're the only one who feels that way. (laughs) And uh, so I I began to study that uh, first for myself. And then talking to other entrepreneurs and uh, and some of my clients and people that I knew about it, I realized that it was a really prevalent, widespread issue. And that particularly, here's the interesting thing, is it, it it's statistically, it's more prevalent among high achievers. Hmm. So the more driven you are, the more ambitious. And that's why, one of the reasons why entrepreneurs in particular, um, and I think salespeople as well, have a propensity to get themselves in a situation where they feel like they're in over their heads or they may not be quite qualified to do what they're doing. And so I just started to realize how prevalent this was. And that led to me eventually uh, starting to speak about it, then writing a book, um, authoring some other pieces, building an online course. And I've been really talking about and helping people with this for the last six or seven years. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so, you know, anytime we can work on ourselves and then, and then find that what we're working on is exactly what the world needs to work on. You just find your sweet spot and it just, it just becomes, yes. you, you are teaching what you learned and you know, that's a whole lot better than learning from a psychotherapist who, uh, yeah, who studied books. I mean, you, you've Absolutely. really lived it. You've lived it. This is direct from my experience. Yeah. yeah. So is that, uh, sometimes I will be, and I work with a lot of high achievers, and I totally agree that it stops them just as much as it stops uh, somebody else. And sometimes there's this feeling, they don't say these words, but here's the code for it is, well, who am I to shoot video? Why yeah. should I have a podcast? Who, you know, what, what gives me the right to buy a microphone and, and set up a podcast and speak to the world? What, and is, is that the same thing? Is that just the, the verbalization of that? It is. Yeah, it's it's a version of that same self-doubt, that same questioning of am I worth it? Is it am I good enough and I am I up to it? And and I'll tell you, I struggled with imposter syndrome while writing a book about imposter syndrome. Yeah. 
Like, who am I to be the author of this work? Who am I to purport to be an expert ready to explode <laughs> of this thing. Yeah. And and of course that becomes self-defeating because, well, gosh, if I'm struggling with self-doubt, then am I really qualified to yeah. write a book? And I had to push through that. And I even shared that in the book. I said, Hey, look, I wrestled through this as I wrote this book. Um, and, and that's part of the solution is you've got to be able to push through that fear and recognize it for what it is. It's yeah. a limiting belief that's going to hold you back if you let it. And the recognizing it to me is 80% of the solving of it too, because if I'm in denial, oh no, it's not imposter syndrome. I just don't know how to set up my word processor. That's all that is. Yeah. And, and we lie to ourselves and we, we play this movie in our mind and, it, and it's like alcoholism. You know, one of the, one of the uh, symptoms of alcoholism is denial. Well, right. it's hard to admit you have a problem if you're, if the problem is denial. <laughs> I yes. never get to it. Never right. Get to it. Right. That's exactly right. And and so recognizing it, acknowledging it is the first big step. Yeah. yeah. But from there, then it's a series of mindset shifts, of reframing, uh, of getting an understanding really of the psychological game that goes on in your head so that you can begin to actively counteract it. So the title of uh, Chris's book is Overcoming the Imposter. And you can find that at Overcoming uh, is it overcomingimposter.com? Overcomingtheimposter.com. Overcomingtheimposter.com. Or you can find out more about Chris's work at Chris Kelso, and that's K uh, Chris with a K, K-R-I-S-K-E-L-S-O. Well, let's talk for a minute here, Chris, about symptoms, because I always yeah. feel like when I'm coaching someone and they are telling me what's not working, uh, there's always what they're telling me, and then there's what's really happening. Yeah. And there's always two sides to that. So let's talk about symptoms. How would I know? What would I look at in my life or in my business processes that would cause me to think, you know what? I might have a little bit of this. Give me mm. some stuff. Yeah. So symptoms range from, um, you know, questioning your worth or your experience, um, attributing your success to luck, timing, uh, other people helping you, you know, one of the, the, the sort of prevalent habits of people with imposter syndrome is they tend to excuse away the good things that they've accomplished, that they've done. They say, well, yeah, but you don't mm -hmm. know the full story. Um, you think that I've done something great, but uh, you don't understand how that just kind of came together and it just sort of fell together. And I don't know that I could replicate that again. And really we're, we're, we're acknowledging that there is an element of luck and timing in every success story. I mean, those things exist. They are real. But when you place too much weight on those, and when you think that the presence of those things means that you're not legitimate, then you're giving them way too much value. You're ascribing your success to those things rather than saying, no, I took advantage of some good timing and I made some good decisions. I applied my skills and experience to an opportunity. Yeah. And that's where the success came from. Yeah. That's to be celebrated, not to be scared of or ashamed yes. of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Absolutely. If, if I've got a, because uh, here's what happens a lot of times is salesperson, sales uh, VP comes to me and says, hey, I want you to come in and work with our team. I've got 10 people on the team. Two are crushing it. You don't have to work with them, although usually those are the people who want the most help, the people who are already crushing it. And then yes. I got these eight people here in the middle at various stages of success, and they all have potential 
to triple their income. Let's say they're hundred thousand dollar a year people, and and let's say that it really is it really is possible for them to triple, and yet they're not doing the behavior that they know they need to do in order to get to that next level. Is mm-hmm. that a is that a cousin to imposter syndrome where, yeah, yeah, I can do that, but man, that's way beyond what I thought I could do. Is that a cousin to it or is that something totally different? I think it's potentially related. So I I try to be careful. You know, a lot of experts in a particular domain tend to ascribe everything everything. to that situation, (laughs) right? So there are a lot of reasons why a person may be underperforming or not living up to their potential. And I want to acknowledge that. But a big one, a big potential one is that they're afraid of some outcome. They're they're risk averse, they're self-sabotaging by holding themselves back because of, for instance, a fear of failure. I don't wanna be rejected, so I'm not gonna go after that big whale of a client. Um, I'm afraid that the success I've had has been accidental, and if I keep trying and eventually it comes unraveled, then everything I've done is going to be <laughs> taken away from me because it's going to be obvious that that was all a fluke, right? Yeah. And so yeah. we get into these um, these protectionist uh, sort of uh, risk-averse mindsets when we're afraid that our success isn't legitimate. Yeah. And that ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. I worry that I'm not good enough, so I don't take risks and I don't try as hard. And then I end up being mediocre as a result. And then I can point to those results and say, see, I knew I was right. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's something that I created for myself rather than something that was true on its own. Yeah. I've always felt, see what you think, what your take is on this. And and this sounds like exactly what uh, it is, but I've always felt like, you know, always talk about the fear of failure and, I believe there's also an equal or more insidious fear of success. Yeah. And that the notion there is, well, if I, if I, you know, if I start a podcast and I create a YouTube show, I might, this could really take off and therefore other bad things will happen. Like my wife will leave me or my, my associates will not connect with me anymore, or I'll, I'll be, you know, some way different and and I'll, my uniqueness will stand out to me. Fear of success is a big problem and very few people talk about it. And I, I don't talk about it much because I don't have any data to back it up, but it sounds like that might relate to this as well. I think it does. You know, when people talk about fear of success, it it is a real thing, but it's sort of a paradox. Like, why would you be afraid of success? And so people don't talk about it because it doesn't really make sense on the surface. But I think what happens is that, you know, sort of subconsciously, you know that if you have success, then you can lose it. Mm. It's like the higher you go, the farther you have to fall and you're afraid of that fall. So you don't climb any higher than you feel like you have to. And that is a, a symptom of imposter syndrome. That's a symptom of, you know, I can climb to a certain height and I feel comfortable yeah. there. But if I risk much more then the, the downside of it not going well is so much higher and I'm afraid of those consequences. I don't want anybody to say, 
you know, look at Chris. He was the guy who wrote that one okay book, but then his, the rest of his books weren't very yeah. good. Or, you know, he was a good speaker for a little while, but then, uh, you know, he started to fall out of favor. Yeah. And so yeah. we, again, it, it goes back to being risk averse. We start worrying about protecting what we have rather than thinking about what else there is to go get. So let's talk, uh, we're, again, we're speaking with Chris Kelso today, and you can find out more about his book at uh, overcomingtheimposter.com. And I've dug into it several chapters. I'm not all the way through it yet, but I, f- I find it really helpful. And sometimes it's just mm-hmm. an awareness that you get when you read a book like that or hear a episode like this. Let's talk, let's pull a couple of things from the book, if you don't mind, and talk about, okay, what what's step one? I've decided that, you know, yeah, my income, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of stuck in average and I know there's another level. Uh, what are a couple of solutions that I can start working on to, like you say, reframe this or get in touch with this so I can find some solutions to it? What, what, what are a couple of steps you would take first? Yeah, big, a big one around reframing is how you view failure. And so I have learned to see failure not as the opposite of success, but as an integral part of the process of success. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that we learn more from failure, usually, than we do from success. And so failure is how we learn and how we grow. And so when you start to see failure not as a set step back, but as one of the stepping stones on the path of success you become less afraid of it. And so I've developed a mantra for myself uh, that whenever I attempt anything, especially something new, something for the first time, there's only two outcomes that I can expect. I'm either going to succeed or I'm going to learn. One of those two things is going to happen. And either one is a net gain for me. And so just that mindset of reframing failure as learning and realizing that those lessons learned are part of what propels me to success, that will make me less risk averse and more willing to step out and to try and to go for something. Beautiful. You just, you just solved a problem for me. And that Mm. is that I have been putting off something and procrastination seems like another symptom. It's another indicator yes. that there's something wrong there. I've been putting yes. off doing this 15 minute video on YouTube where I, uh, I've, I'm going to run ads to this video. And then this video is going to hopefully have people book calls with me. I've mm-hmm. been putting it off because I've done these before and I've never felt like they really succeeded. And so I'm, I, even the other day, I turned on the camera and I started and I'm just like, oh, God, here we go again. Yes. And I have to get past that and say, oh, no, this may fail, but you're going to learn one thing that you'll do b- different next time and next yeah. time and next time. And it's the reps. You know, it's going to the gym and doing the reps. And the 10th rep is always better. Yes. Uh, and so you've helped me with that. So thank you. So that's one thing is just recognizing the fear is just a progression. It's just one step on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Failure is a part of that process as long as you learn something. So failure in my mind is only truly failure if you learn nothing. So you try those videos and it doesn't work and you just throw in the towel and say, well, that was a waste. Well then, okay, you can chalk that up as a failure. It was a waste of time if you get nothing out of it. But if you look back and say, what could I have done differently? Why didn't it work the way I expected it to What's the difference between the yeah. outcome I wanted and what I got? How can I pivot and adjust? And let's do something a little different and try another experiment. It's experiment. Well, it's all an experiment. It's all you're an experiment. You're on the path. It is. It's oh. all an experiment. That's good. Okay. So that's one thing we can do is uh, 
just recognize the part failure plays in all. What's what's something else that a person might be uh, able to do on their own? And again, I want you to go get the book because the book is full of just total awareness of what this issue is and how it might affect you. But what's another one? So one of the things that imposter syndrome will create is a fear of vulnerability. It's a fear of letting people know who and what you really are. And similar to the fear of failure, um, you will be afraid of exposure. And yet what I have learned, and I'm really skipping a whole bunch of lessons and cutting right to the chase here. What I've learned is that vulnerability is the antidote. That when you open up to someone, when you get real and raw, and what, what I've learned is that people respect me more when I talk about my failures, when I admit mistakes, when I talk about that journey of learning of, hey, I tried something and it didn't go well. I launched a product and it fell flat. I started a business and it didn't turn out the way that I thought it would. I got up on a stage and I bombed. When I talk about those failures and what I learned from them, people have so much more respect for me and they acknowledge. And then that respect and that admiration feels genuine and I can accept it because what what often happens is, you know, people pay you compliments. People say, I I admire your work. I love your podcast. I enjoy what and you say, yeah, but you don't know the whole story. You're only seeing you're only seeing the polished front end. You don't know what a mess it is behind the scenes. Right. And yet when you show them the mess, (laughs) when you acknowledge the struggle. I got a mess like that too. (laughs) When you acknowledge the struggle and then they still say, yeah, but it turned out so great. And I so respect what you do, how you worked through and navigated that challenge. Then you can say, man, that that admiration actually feels genuine because it's based on the truth. And so vulnerability is the thing that you fear. And yet vulnerability is the cure. Yeah. Beautiful. Chris, I really appreciate you uh, coming on today and and sharing some of this wisdom. It's really good. And uh, I'd like to have you back maybe in a couple months. We'll do this again and we'll get into some more, give people a chance to get the book and uh, Overcoming the Imposter. Chris Kelso, you can find out more about him at K-R-I-S-K-E-L-S-O.com and the book website is overcomingtheimposter.com. By all means, get it. Chris, you're you're really, you know what I, I love about your I've heard your videos, and so I knew you were a good communicator, but the way you Mm. communicate this is really powerful, and it's easy to understand. You're not talking in some kind of weird techno garble language. It's very clear, so thank you for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I've I've worked hard, honestly, to make my message clear to... I've had that trial and error. I've failed sometimes to communicate yeah. well. And uh, and so it's been an ongoing effort of refinement to get this because I think this can have such an impact on people when they truly understand it. So I appreciate you acknowledging all that hard work. Totally agree. No problem. All right. See you, Chris. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Bill.